0: Hey, comedy fans, welcome to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson Cast. I'm your host. My name is Vinny. And joining me today to celebrate 60 years on planet Earth, it's our pal Mike D'Ambra. Today's episode is brought to you by our pals over at Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's Most Delicious Beer. Remember, folks, drink responsibly, do good things, and always be kind. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, Carlson casters. My guest today is no stranger to this studio or comedy at the Carlson or even Rochester, New York. He doesn't visit as often as he used to, but we're glad to have him in the studio anyway. It's Mike Danbrook. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Happy birthday to you. I know. Mike, Uh, you're 60, dude.
1: I know. We were talking about it this morning. Uh, They asked how it feels, and I said on the inside... I still wear my glow-in-the-dark Green Lantern sneakers, so sure, 22, but on the outside, it hurt to sit up this morning. So,
0: A lot of people have got to be asking you that question. It has to be insanely annoying. Yeah,
1: after a while, because especially the people that are my age, how does it feel, man?
0: Don't you know? It's not a great feeling for everybody to bring up. Now, I had a milestone birthday this year, too. What? I turned forty this year. Oh, all right. So, it's like, forty is one of those ones where everybody's like, "Yeah, you are getting old. Like, it's just all yes. downhill from here." They start with that shit, and like, I can only imagine what you've dealt with with sixty. 60. So, I am not gonna do that to you. Uh,
1: thanks.
0: Was, was there an age that maybe you were like, "I am done with the birthdays"? Did you fifty? Fifty? Yeah,
1: that's because forty was fun, and then forties were super fun for me. And then when I hit fifty, I am like, "I am done." Okay, I am done. Like this year, I sat with my parents. Everybody's like, let's go do something. I sat with my parents and talked talked to my dad about the old days in the old neighborhood.
0: Do you remember when you ruined me for your father when you were born 60 years ago? So true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> okay, so folks, I just want to remind you that you can send your birthday greetings to Mike right now. The text line is open, 585-424, or I'm sorry, our number changed, 484-0265, 585-484-0265. Folks are already sending in their messages to you, Mike, just so you know. Uh oh. I got one right here. Happy birthday, Mike. I still need that coupon for our joint funeral from Brian. <laughs> 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 um, so you were just telling me something really interesting. You're you're doing 60 shows for your 60th birthday here.
1: 60 different cities slash towns, 60 different venues, 60 different places for my birthday. Yeah.
0: So you realize, though, when you say you're not celebrating it, that you're going to do 60 different shows in 60 different towns. You're going to expect a lot of a lot of happy birthdays this year, pal.
1: Well, like last night, as soon as I got introduced, they started singing. I didn't even get on the stage, and they just started singing. And he didn't say. Todd didn't even say. But because it's on all the posters and everything, they just started singing.
0: So, Mike, yeah, when you start a show and everyone is singing at you, that makes it a little weird, yeah?
1: Yes. But it's good because for me on stage, you've seen me and you know me. It just makes me angrier. So mm-hmm. it's a good start. A good start. Just yell, fuck you, as soon as they intro <laughs> me.
0: So you're back in Rochester for a little while. Um, I'm glad to have you on the show this morning. But you live in Canada now. Yeah. And we were just having a little conversation before the show was going on. There's apparently some drama going on behind the scenes. And folks... This is the kind of drama where lessons are learned. So please pay attention to what we're about to talk about, especially you young performers who watch the show, because you're about to get a whole lot of behind-the-scenes wisdom from old Mr. Mike Dambra. Mike, what just happened to you?
1: <laughs> you know what? It, there's A lot of guys are producing their own shows now and going out and doing theaters, small theaters, different venues, doing stuff like that. Okay. Uh, there are still some chains that use Booker's We use bookers for different things, one-nighters, clubs, corporates, whatever it may be. Sure. So I caught a guy stealing money. Stealing money not from me, from everybody because it's one of those things of, you know, that it gets so vast or a corporation gets so vast. He found a way to slip through the holes and I caught him. And he literally got cocky and said, you would never tell on me you wouldn't. And I go, my first thing was literally, give me my money. Then. Right. Give me my money. And then we'll have a chat. But if you're doing it to me, and then this was a five-week stint of shows where other comics had all signed to do it. So I was the first week. So I knew it was happening
0: So everybody else. Without naming names or corporations or anything like that, I will say this for for those of you laymen that are listening to this. We have a situation where someone's working for an overall corporation yeah. that does comedy, and they are in charge of booking the talent in all these different shows. And they were found a way doing that to basically skim off the comedian's money?
1: Yeah, like to take from both ends, right? Take from the client and take from the comics, even though they were still taking a whatever it is, a 30% a commission. Yeah, commission off the top, then skim again and then again. So it ends up being three... Three ways.
0: So the only way I could think of that you would be able to do that is if you're getting the venues to directly pay you instead of making the check to the corporation. Right. And having them cut it.
1: Yep. Send me the money and I'll figure it out. And then when you report it to the corporation, well, they only sent me this much. And then and that's what happened. The lady said to me, why would you not come another day? They offer me another day. Why would you not come another day and do this? And I says, why would you offer me that rate like that? It was open micro rate. And she was like, what? And her eyes got wide. Like she was very angry and it was a full room. She was yelling at me in front of these people. I said, you want to see my contract? And she goes, I do. And I showed her and she goes, this. It... So what did you get full price for? I go the first two. And then it kept going down every time a show got added until I said no. And she goes, I pay full price for every show. And I go, Okay. Then you're getting ripped off and I'm getting ripped off. Who is the common denominator here? So then we talked to the other comic and he goes, yeah, same thing for me. I got the same offer. So then we called comics from, from the other weeks. Then we all had a giant meeting with comics from that area that night called everybody and said, meet us all out here.
0: So if you had to guess how much money this person took out of everybody's pocket, Uh,
1: tens of thousands. Oh, Oh, I don't know. Altogether tens of thousands for
0: sure. Okay. So you got a, <laughs> this is so insidious. Wow. I love stories like this because it's such a great cautionary tale. You did full rooms and oh, the yeah. money that they were paying you would go down each time. Each you show. Do the... Okay.
1: So I did a Friday and a Saturday. Okay. And then uh, they go, can we add shows on second shows? And then that was less money. And I'm like, why? Well, we offered the venue a deal. Okay, and then there was a Thursday. Okay, that was they offered half the price of the half price. <laughs> so I was like, "No, I won't." And he, Why not? So Thursday, are you working?
0: They just think you're there already, and that most comics would jump at that.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no, I said no. I said no, and then knowing me, I I get very loud if it does. You're For, not quiet. I know. But if it's not just me, if it affects other people, I'm that way with my daughter. If it's not just my daughter, if it's a daughter thing, I'll deal. But if it's a bunch of kids, it's happening to a lot of kids. I get loud because, no, it's a bunch of people. And I've always been that way. So this was a bunch of comics.
0: No, man. Like, no. So now this person who's an employee of a corporation. Yeah. What's going to happen to this person, do you think?
1: I would figure this person is on his way out. I know this person doesn't speak to me anymore.
0: I can understand
1: why. And then all of a sudden, I didn't get booked again, Vinny. I didn't. Oh, no. You lost the bookie, Mike. I didn't get any more triple cut rate gigs.
0: Oh, no. Well, don't worry. You're doing uh, four more shows this weekend. We can cut your pay for the the two late ones if you want.
1: Hopefully, there's no more giant penises this week.
0: What, what happened with giant penises? I'm, I don't know. It's that's slid, a weird thing to say. I, what What about giant penises? It slid
1: like? through the crowd up onto the stage. It was an eight-foot eight foot, eight foot blow-up
0: penis. That ended up on the stage That's yes. nice. So, uh, so did uh, Todd have a good set? Uh, uh, no, just Todd kidding, took just it kidding. and left.
1: Todd took it and left. Got it. Got it. <laughs> he uh, just had it under his arm. He's like, I'll be leaving now. Well, it was funny because Mark was in a meeting, and this guy comes out and asks me, can I... Can I bring this blow-up cock? I go, I have to ask. So I say to Mark, and he's in a meeting. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can this guy bring blow-up cock into the room? And he goes, it's up to you, buddy. I'm kind of in a meeting. And then (laughs) this guy comes back in and asks Mark again in his meeting. Mark goes, I pointed to Gabe, like have Gabe take care of it. Then the girls from the bar come over to Mark and go, this guy just offered us $20 to blow up his giant cock. Can we blow up his giant cock? And Mark's like, will you girls, will you stop? Please leave me alone.
0: Who is this? Why is this guy bringing this to a show? Uh,
1: The lady at their table had a birthday on Valentine's Day, and then they were coming here for my birthday, and they brought it to mess with everybody.
0: Mark, Mike. You have some interesting people who follow you. You know, we've had
1: that conversation a lot in the last couple months. The people that follow me are definitely a different breed.
0: You've been doing comedy for so long and you're you're a beloved guy. I mean, you're beloved at this club. I imagine it's got to be the same way up in Alberta where you live, right? People people love Mike Dambra. You know, we just had yeah, a groupies. story about it.
1: I had to fill in for Godfrey last week because his plane was stuck because of uh um, immigration, you know, sure. border or whatever. So it was the Thursday show and he was on his way and they didn't know when he was going to get there and it was packed and they said, you're the only guy that's going to get these people to listen because they paid for him. They paid top price. Will you come do it? So I came and did it and um I don't think it was malicious because he seems to be a very nice guy Uh but I did it. I got an encore. I went back and did it. He showed up at but five, for half
0: price. Yeah.
1: yeah, <laughs> A third of the price. Uh He came at five to nine. The show was supposed to end at nine. And he insisted on doing a full set. Right.
0: He got all the way there.
1: So when he got up on. But he had the rest of the weekend. Sure. He gets up on stage. And the first thing he does is he he attacks the old man and the old man. And what about. And it just went nowhere. And the general manager in the back, he goes, he has no idea how much they love you here. And
0: I'm like, yeah, he didn't want to do that. Do you do you think that he thought that the reason he had to go on was like to save the show so everybody didn't feel ripped off i don't know because
1: seriously maybe maybe i guess some guys are in their own heads i guess i don't know him personally i've never spent more than 10 seconds with him like i said he seemed pleasant but then he literally got on stage and immediately was like the old man covered the time you're
0: like i'm only 59
1: I think Come
0: I, see me in I think I went to right, you know. right? And all the 60 cities I'm going to to celebrate.
1: All the, uh, every backwoods. We signed one last night for Fort St. John. I
0: have no idea where Fort St. John is. I'm not really up to Now, that Edmonton
1: is however close to Alaska, right? Yeah. North. This is four out, four and a half hours north of Edmonton. I know, right? So they asked last night there's a band coming in and they want you with them um, and it's sold out and will you do it and I'm like I don't care it's part of the thing and they're like yeah. And like yeah yeah I'll
0: do it for Danver's 60th birthday he's jetting out to Edmonton he's opening for the Stones I'm telling you <laughs> 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 Mike you know <sighs> I'm happy that you're you know you're doing you you're you're doing very very well Can you tell me a little bit about what your goals are right now? Because like you've been in comedy for so long that and you've worked at such a high level and you've performed all over multiple countries. There's got to be other stuff you still have on your bucket list that you want to do. Like, what are you gunning for? What's in your what's in your sights right now?
1: I never wanted TV because I don't behave. Sure. Like, I just don't. So I don't fit the formula. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't. No, maybe bigger venues would be nice, I guess. I, but I all I ever wanted was just to perform live. That's all I ever wanted and to perform live every week. So I was just like, I just did TV there and we were talking about my schedule. I've never worked a, besides COVID. I've never worked a year under 51 weeks. I've always worked 51 weeks a year. Um, And when I lived here, I'd do the Christmas week, Uh so I'd do the 52 weeks. That's just my schedule. That's what I want to do. There's no retirement plan for this, Vin. There's no...
0: I'm aware. I'm aware that that comedy is a soul sucker. uh, Once you're in it, once you're in the belly of the beast, you're in the belly of the beast.
1: Yeah. I I could see owning a club or booking or I could see that executive side because I'd still be in the business, but... Even booking, I've talked about booking, and my pitch back was keep me on the road so that I could go to different cities a day early and go to open mics and see who the new talent is. Sure. This way, there's somebody out there seeing it instead of hearing from. You know what I
0: mean? Hey, Mike, let's be real here. You've been doing this for a really long time. Do you do that now? Do you check out a lot of open mics just to see who's out there?
1: Yeah, to see who's any good for when I bring
0: openers. So let's talk for a second. Let's talk turkey for new comics and people who are looking at this, what are the things that you specifically look for in new talent? Because by the way, folks, new comic night is tonight here at comedy at the Carlson eight o'clock in the Rickles room. That's what I heard. Free show. So yeah, it is a free show. So maybe pay attention, new comics. Let's, let's talk Turkey here. What are the things that stand out to you immediately? What are you looking for?
1: Well, a solid set is nice, but it's an open mic. So a lot of them are trying new stuff. I, I pay more attention to how they carry themselves off stage. Are you polite to the staff? Are you talking to other comics? Are you right? Or are you a drunk buffoon running through the room? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Grab ass. Um, because then I know I can't have you. In You're character.
0: hired. I can't. Right? I can't. I <laughs> we can, can have only you. have one drunk buffoon. <laughs> Grab ass me. around this tour.
1: <laughs> and it's my birthday. Um, And you can tell you've been around long enough. You can tell the difference. You sit in there for an hour. Yep. And you don't even have to look at the stage. And you just from listening to background noise, you'd go the third one. Who was the third one?
0: I get a lot of uh, a lot of people don't really like the way I evaluate talent. Yeah. Because I'll sit there very quietly. Nobody makes me laugh anymore. I'm dead inside. Right. Like you have to be really, really funny to get me laugh or hit something out of the park. But I'll sit there. Uh, We had mics all last year. Uh, in, a, in a different venue, where I was, my job was to go there and just sit there and see who's good. And we pulled a couple of people out of there that are uh, doing some things with the club. And <laughs> it's really hard, yes, because especially when there's not a proper audience to judge what they're doing. Exactly right. And and I hate to say this, Mike. I think that when you say a good set is nice, to me, a good set's the most important part. Because like, if this is somebody who could walk into a coffee shop and get some laughs, yeah. any laughs. You're already ahead of the game. You are.
1: You're way up here. But if you get off stage at that coffee shop and you're whipping your dick out or you're too busy picking up the waitress, I got no interest. There's a new girl that I'm training that I've been taking, and she's green, green, new, new. Okay. So when I said, I'm taking you, everybody and their mother, how could she so new? She, What are you doing? First off, her stage presence is electric. They right. listen. Even if they're not laughing, they're glued to this woman like they listen and she takes notes and she asks questions and she sits and she doesn't do the notes on the stage. She puts it away if people come in the room and it's full and she's done or under the table. And then she says, please, she says, thank you. She she's an opener. And the first time I took her, she tipped out the staff. So I said to everyone that asked me, you're more than welcome to watch her. The first thing I threw at her was a packed room of 450 people and just said, go. And she goes 30. I go as close as you can, but when you're uncomfortable, get out and I'll cover it as close as you can. Within her first five minutes, she got an applause break. Wow. And she did 22 minutes and then tipped out the staff and said, please. And thank you.
0: And like mistakes, like not hitting your time. First time out of the gate is not an unforgivable, unforgivable mistake. It's bombing horribly, (laughs) being a jerk. It's bombing horribly and staying for the whole time.
1: If I tell you as close as you can and you're bombing and you leave, I'm like, good job.
0: If I See, that's something people don't think about. They get so blinded by a number. Yeah. Blinded by the amount of time that they have to do that they don't consider. They they think that what's more important is I stood here for 30 minutes. And it's not
1: to me. It's not to me. Shine for whatever and get off so that the, the venue will ask for you back. Even When you're past me, they'll say, yeah, I want that comic back. Yeah. So she did 22 out of the 30. Okay. You're coming with me again. Let's go.
0: Uh-huh. I'm fine with that. So apart from like general uh, buffoonish behavior, are there any things on stage that you see that kind of disqualify people? Like I know a lot of uh, bookers get turned off if they see notes on stage. Stuff I like hate that. that.
1: Yeah. I hate notes. I get it, but I hate it. There are some people that can't remember crap and are really trying hard so they have it right there to over and over. But I always tell them the same thing. You're in a coffee house with three people. You're getting the same reaction you get at home. Do that crap. Memorize it in front of a mirror ear your house. Once you start getting paid, if you're bringing notes on stage, it infuriates me.
0: I wouldn't argue with that. You know, yeah. you you don't work particularly clean Mike. you know i would never call you a clean comic by any stretch so like for somebody new out of the gate and you see someone doing kind of blue material out of the gate what are your thoughts on that
1: i don't care unless it's over the top offensive do you know what i mean let's pretend for the sake
0: of argument i do not know what you mean I do know what you mean, but let's pretend I don't, and let's spell it out for people who are watching.
1: It's not just a pedophile joke. It's not just a rape joke. It's a pedophile joke with a rape joke in it That with a fucking animal in a thing. It's so over the top that you look at them and go, what the fuck is, what are you? Th-? You're not looking for a laugh. You're looking for a reaction. That's not what our job is.
0: That's not what our job is so not looking for a laugh looking for a reaction yep wow that is an interesting way to put that so So what you're saying is someone who goes out there and is fff fff then my mom the baby fell out i kicked it like a football and then we raped it like whatever terrible horrible thing you're not looking to make people laugh you're looking for people to go oh my gosh i can't believe this person Oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Yes,
1: because in their head, they walk into a bar the next time and people point and go, it's that guy that said the thing. They think they're making their mark, and it's not. For comedy, it's not the mark you want to make.
0: No, it really isn't. You do get labeled as an idiot pretty quick.
1: Right. So, and And when you're new, you get shuffled to the side so fast when you get labeled as an idiot. You get shuffled to the side, and it's very hard to get back into that shuffle when you're new. It's not a mistake that you made later on, like when you're moving from middle to headliner, where you're like, well, my 15, I was trying a new character. It isn't that. You're brand new, and there's a 1,000 other ones, so you just get moved away. It's a stupid mistake to make. So
0: Let's talk about ego for upcoming performers, new and upcoming performers.
1: You have to have it in our business. You have you
0: do, to have it. But let's talk about when it's a problem.
1: Well, when you're new, it's, a, it's always a problem. Because, my God, how many times have you heard a new kid say, I've got an hour?
0: I've got an hour of material. I, I roll my eyes into the back of my head when most of them tell me 10, minute, That's 10 minutes. That's what I mean.
1: But I, I have new guys that were literally, I just had a new guy write me and say, "I, hey, buddy, I'm ready whenever. I got a tight 30, and I'm ready to go.
0: And I, You don't understand, though, Mike. I am the one who <laughs> have defied the odds. I am the one who, without <laughs> having uh, countless thousands of hours of performing, have somehow written a magical hour that will just kill. I'm pretty confident it'll kill. So pay me like a headliner. Bro, this guy
1: comes out on stage as the the
0: white rapper. I'm done. I'm I'm done.
1: No, and I've watched, and it's
0: is he trying to be John Cena? What it's is he doing? hard
1: to. It's not even. It's it's hard to watch. So it, I watched five. He did in front of me at a brewery, and it was hard to watch. So tell me you've got 30 in my head. That's six of what I've just watched you do. No way, man. Like, no. Yeah. So I wrote him back and went, you say you're ready. All right. (laughs) Okay. And I just, that's it. I'm done. That's my message. Are you ready?
0: Okay. You know, you brought up how people do get shuffled to the side. When you make a clown of yourself to bookers. It. Yeah. You're, you're, You really hurt yourself. I'm
1: telling you. I can't tell you how fast you get. And you know who taught me that? Danny. Liberto. Liberto Liberto taught me that. Listen to me. You want to be an idiot or you want to party or you want to do your stuff, we will when we're done. Yeah. When we're done here. Then we'll do whatever you want to do, and I don't care how much trouble or what we do or right. Sure. But when we're done here. So, okay. And he was right because I... Followed those rules and was getting hired immediately because I was behaving in the club off stage.
0: Well, if you deliver on stage and you behave, there's no reason for them not to book you.
1: That's what I mean. They're looking for that. There
0: are also super talented people who are unbookable because they are assholes.
1: Really hard to work with and deal with. So in where I live, man, your gigs, the closest gig you're going to get is two and a half, three hours away. Right. Mm Right. You've got to have somebody in the car with you all that time. Yeah, I'm not interested in somebody that just wants to be in trouble from the minute they. I told one kid, I go, you're eight years old, like, you know, jumping around the car and have to stop at Every let me run around and I got to do this and I got to no, know. Let's get to the gig. Let's do it.
0: And I go live your life. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's like a lot of people are blinded by their thoughts onto what Uh, their thoughts of what show business is yeah they think that the road is like this crazy nonstop party folks the road sucks the road sucks it sucks it's It's not great no it's not great i'm telling you mike is the road fun no
1: it's there's nothing i said one time i told my ex-wife one time i don't know what you think i'm doing i'm i had an eight hour drive and I'm like, I don't know what you think is happening. You're mm. always out there and you're having fun and you're doing. It's an eight-hour drive in the dead of winter. I told the TV guy this morning when I left Edmonton, it was minus 42. You driving that that kind of ice and snow for eight hours and tell me you're out of the car and you're ready to be funny. You're well,
0: frazzled. Dude, you're, you don't feel good. Like, no. you're done. And <laughs> I just had to do a gig. I did a private gig in Albany uh, like a month or so ago and I had to drive to Albany and then drive back. It's like 6 hours in a car. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not fun. And you got to that's another thing for new kids. Can you travel with me for 5 hours and get out of the car and be ready? Can you get on stage and be funny cuz that will beat the shit out of you before you have to get on stage.
0: And that's one of those things that really shows somebody's level. Uh, their level of talent, because yep. you have to be able to, to know when to turn it on. Yep. And that's a big part of it. You're being paid to perform. You're ready. One, two, three, perform. You're getting paid. Yeah. That's the job.
1: That is the job. And I'll get job back in the car day. and let's go home. Like, that's the job, man. Yeah. So
0: my wife gets in. gives me. The uh, like, I think sometimes she has trouble understanding the difference. Between I went to a show and I went and worked a show. Yeah. 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 They're two very different things.
1: Oh, it's night and day. It's night and day,
0: and people think that when you work in comedy, like everything's a blast, everything's fun. Yeah. That is not true. Yeah. Like most professions, you know, most people don't like their jobs. <laughs> it's.
1: <laughs> I get a lot of old man move aside too. That's a thing. New kids that bothers me. I had a kid come into one club and he goes, "Can I get a guest spot? Because I'm going to show that I could follow Mike Dambra. and all I was doing was hosting.
0: I was doing twelve. You're supposed to. I'm the host. That's <laughs> You're bringing right? you up. That's... Right. <laughs>
1: So the GM pulled me aside and he goes, "Do me a favor. Swing for the fences. Teach the kid a lesson." Okay. And not a peep, not a laugh and afterwards, "Mr. Dambra, I'm very sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't. Have... I'm Mike, I'm still Mike, but bro, don't call me
0: out in front of a full room. Don't what are you doing? You love it when they call you Mr. Dambra. Don't lie to me. Oh, I see it in your eyes. It bothers me, man. Does it? Yeah. I feel like a teacher. I don't like it when people refer to me as sir either. Like that, I'm like, please don't. It bothers me. We just did uh, the DabbleCon event, and I was in charge of the tech team, so I had like four guys working underneath me for that. And Mr. Paulino, sir, stop it. I know, right? right? I know. Never again,
1: please. I, I can't get out of my mouth fast enough. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. That's it. Stop. I'm not gonna
0: lie. There's not a lot of things about me that deserve that type of respect. Yeah. So it makes me feel uncomfortable when you give it. So, uh, well. Um, uh, Mike. I gotta tell you, man, it's always a pleasure to see you and catch up. Bro, I love seeing you. This is one of
1: my favorite parts. I literally said because I didn't know I was coming. Oh, really? And I go, What's going on with Vinny? Why well, no podcast? And Mark goes, What are you talking about? We're on our way. And I'm like, Oh, I literally this is this is like routine. So I come here. I just expect this is part
0: of my week. Well, I'm always glad to have you, man. Thanks, Sincerely, buddy. the same way the club is always thankful to host you. I'm thankful to have you here. I wish you the the best sixtieth birthday that apparently you were gonna milk for the rest of 2023. I so am I milking it. He his a the Mike Dambra age like a fine wine tour is coming to whatever city it is. Today. Whatever
1: city, town, village, hamlet that you'll book me in.
0: Here comes Dabra, folks. Now uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, remember to act right, Rochester. And please do me a favor, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review. It definitely helps us out here at the show. And uh we will see you next week. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson cast. Don't forget we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Carlson cast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.